He appeared out of nowhere. He had no name, no memory, and no past. He was the only person the FBI ever listed as missing, even though they knew where he was. How could BK Doe remain anonymous in the modern age's matrix of observation? Today we find out in Casual History. Let's go. Jeffrey, how you doing? Hello, hello. I'm good. How are you? Good. Welcome back. We're back at it again. Back inside the pod sphere. Um, That's right. I know it's your week this week to bring mm. in the subject matter, and I'm sure it's riveting. But before, <laughs> it definitely is. Before we jump right into that, I think we should do a little housekeeping. Um, I don't know why I'm calling it housekeeping, but there was a I few like people that... Um, I just, I'm going to jump right into it. So there's a few people that have sent us some really nice messages through our Facebook uh, uh, profile or like page or I don't know what you call it now. Yeah. Uh, Facebook group, uh, which is casual plug, casual X history. But there's a few people yes, I wanted nice to plug. mention. I wanted to just shout out because we're kind of growing this thing and it's been all natural and it's been really cool to see people take to it. But I never really... Again, I know we started this for fun and we kind of just yeah. started keeping it going because we enjoy doing it. And when people start to send messages, it kind of goes, oh, wait, yeah, people listen to this. <laughs> That's right. I know. And, me too. I kind of get lost in like, it's just our thing. Yeah. And then I realize that I'm like, oh my gosh, wait, there are like, there are a bunch of people like our numbers are not bad, Jeff. Yeah. It's weird There's to a see lot of it, it growing. It's like, uh, you know, stonks. It's just nothing but up. <laughs> so, um, this is the Dogecoin of, uh. A, a podcast. podcast, yeah. We're the we're the we're the people that you wouldn't expect to win, but we we're starting to win. Exactly, you know? <laughs> that we're starting to win. So I wanted to <laughs> shout out odds. a few people, um, and maybe mention a bit of what they said, just because I think it's really nice. And if you haven't seen it, Jake, I thought I'd mention it. Um, so John Padden, um, I'm sorry if you don't want to be mentioned, but he said something really nice. It's basically like a review. He just said, "Brand new fan, love the Dead Sea Scrolls and Marcus Aurelius episodes." listening to your Pompeii episode right now um, and heard you mention the tuxedo shirt idea. I guess he screen print shirts, which is pretty cool. Oh, yes, that's right. So, uh, people, if you guys need a screen printed shirt, we might be doing this, which is I'm going to send him a message right now. Um, yeah. Check him out. John Patton, is, thanks for, for listening. Um, the other yeah. person was Tom Peters. He said, hi, I recently discovered your podcast and I'm loving it. I wanted to join your Discord. Um, could you please provide the link? We gave him the link. So he's part of our little discord thing, which hasn't been active mainly because we're, we need to get more people involved and we haven't been active yes. in promoting it. But, uh, thanks Tom for, for reaching out. That was pretty cool. For being a real one. Yeah. For being a real one. Uh, the other one that I wanted to mention was Brooke Hayden. Hayden. Okay. Sorry. I think I said that wrong. Just true, true, uh, and honest, uh, good feelings. <laughs> That's all she provided yes. in this chat. She she just sent some really nice things saying um, she was, of course, checking in. So when we had a few weeks that we kind of were, were trying to figure out our time frame and time lo- timeline on getting new podcasts out, she said some really nice things about just saying, hey, are you still doing it? You know, I love what you're doing. Um, I would love, I want this to continue. I guess she thought we stopped. We have not stopped. We promise. Um, if you're we listening haven't. to this, Brooke. <laughs> 
Um, she says she loves a fun banter. Hey, look at us go, Jake. Um, <laughs> look at us. It's not scripted, I promise. Uh, not at all. <laughs> she said she listened to the Dead Sea Scrolls as the first episode, and then she's been hooked since. So that's twice now within the last three people that they've mentioned that, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. Is it is it too weird for me to go back and re-listen to our own podcast on that? Because now I I'm interested. Yeah, I don't. I can't remember. <laughs> can't remember a lot of <laughs> stuff we've done. Um, yeah. But. I wanted to mention those people just because that was the most recent and was top of mind when we jumped on. And then also yeah. for some housekeeping, which guys, if you're listening and you want to skip ahead, do the 15 second skip. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, but there's no ads it. right here, by the way. So you're not missing. You're not not supporting us by skipping this. You're just skipping me talking. <laughs> so, us us <laughs> like gloating over you guys. Yeah. yeah. So, Unless you don't want to hear praise, just go ahead. You know? Yeah. The, the other thing I wanted to mention was... Um, uh, if other people wanted to find us online. So I know we're on a bunch of other, uh, podcasts like, um, uh, like there's Amazon, there's, uh, Apple, of course, podcasts, there's Spotify podcasts, but there's anchor. Some, yeah. Anchor. Yeah. So there's just a bunch of different, uh, things that people are listening on. And so whether you're coming from Android though, or iPhone, or I don't know if there's another brand out there, you can find us on social media at like Tom and, uh, the rest have found us casual x history is what we go by uh casual history at was taken so we had to put an x in there we thought it was mysterious <laughs> like x marks the Still spot works. it was our brand um and i just felt <laughs> like we haven't done this in a while to really update or give a clear you know like that that reminded me that some people are jumping in right now you know some people haven't well, been I, listening for a while so i absolutely love that like I, this should almost be like a little segment. I would love it. If you if you want to get mentioned on the podcast, uh, shoot us a message. Yeah. Go on our social medias. Tell us which one you like the most. Yeah. Like all that stuff helps us so much in future episodes and like where to kind of like hit the right subjects and yeah. the things that you guys are interested in. So like that means the most. And, like, and thank and you like, guys so much for your support. And like Tom said, if you have like a business or something co- cool you guys are working on. Um, yeah. Or like, I don't know if you're part of a company that's really cool. You do something fun that you enjoy that you, you want to share or you want us to shout out. To be honest with you, we, we're not making money off this thing. We're here just to kind of have fun. And so yeah. maybe eventually we'll start to try to, if that gets big enough, that'd be great. But um, I think it would be fun to kind of build a little community like that where if other people have cool things going on, like Tom was mentioning Heat's Green Print shirts. Um you know, provide us your info and we'll, we'll shout you out and why not, you know, kind of build a fun yeah, 100%. little group of people here. But um, that's really all I wanted to touch on. And of course, <laughs> if you're new here, um, like I mentioned, you find us on social media, Casual X History. And what we attempt to do is provide stories of the past, interesting stories, stories you might not have heard. Maybe there's things you have heard, um, but we try to go a bit more in depth. We do research every week or two weeks that it takes to produce one of these podcasts and we switch on and off on the subject so today's week is jacob's week um and he's bringing the story and we talk about it and dive into it so with we always try to yeah we always try to bring it from a perspective of like uh a peer you know another, another friend like we this is how we share stuff that we don't know about. Yeah. That's how it kind of even started to begin with. Yeah. So that's why we thought this would be so much more fun is like, we're not just like beating you down with facts. Yeah. It's more of like, we finding the stories that we're interested in ourselves and sharing them like we would, like yeah. we're not experts, but that's the point. Yeah. And although, although, uh, we try to, to 
be as accurate as possible. Maybe we mess up on some of the details, but all of this is done on our own research. We're doing our own deep dives into each subject or story to yes. try to provide that and regurgitate it. But it is like Jacob said, we're, um, we talk, this is how we, before we started the pot, this podcast, we would do this normally. If I heard something interesting or watched a documentary, we would bring it up and be like, Hey, did you hear about this? Blah, 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 blah. And we'd get into conversation. So we turn yeah. that into a podcast and we hope you find it interesting. Uh, we hope you learned something. And with that, Jake, you can take it away from here. That's all my housekeeping I wanted to do. So. All right. Awesome. No, that's great. I love that. Uh, yeah. So it is my week this week. Do you just want to jump right into it? I mean, I'm, yep. I'm excited about this. It's, it's an interesting story. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's, it's a kind of about a man with no history. Like people didn't know who he was. He didn't either. Uh, and like lost his memory, had no past, no name. Uh, I can't even imagine, but so this set, is kind of his story. And I thought me. this would be so, fun to touch on. Yeah. Set the scene for me. So there's a guy we're talking about here. Uh, you ended up being known as BK Doe, you said? Yes. Well, let me just go ahead and jump into the story of how he was found. Okay, cool. This is what's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, so early one summer morning, Sonyo Aker, a Burger King employee in Richmond Hill, Georgia, found a naked man lying unconscious in front of the restaurant's dumpsters. <laughs> sounds uh-huh. like a normal Sunday. Right? That uh, sounds like at, a great at a weekend. Burger King That's Georgia. all that sounds like. <laughs> um, <laughs> Burger King bender. Uh, it was before dawn. But the man was sweating and sunburned. Um, fire ants crawled across his body, and a hot red rash uh, flecked his skin. Uh, R screamed and ran inside. By the time the police arrived, the man was awake but confused. Uh, an officer filed an incident report indicating that a vagrant had been found sleeping, and an ambulance took him to St. Joseph Hospital in Savannah, where he was admitted on August 31, 2004, under the name... Burger King Doe because oh. they didn't have a name for him. Wow. Which Burger is where Doe. BK Doe came from. Wow. How do you like to be but named yeah. after Burger King? I I just can't imagine waking up in front of a Burger King dumpster naked uh, you know not knowing who you I know am. You know who's done that before? <laughs> what? You know who's done that before? Who? Breaking Bad. Um, uh, Walt. Oh, really? It was is a that Burger a part King. Of the episode? Yeah. Do you remember oh, the man. episode? Oh, have you not seen Dude, it? Dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna get shit on for not watching the full series. I haven't. I've seen oh, up okay. to season two. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen the full thing. Spoiler <laughs> but I need to alert. Now. Uh, Walt at one point is out in the desert and is naked and nothing but his underwear, and he's burnt and sunburned, <laughs> and he walks into a gas station, and the police find yeah. him there. So similar esque, <laughs> except he's yes. in his underwear and he's at a gas station instead of a Burger King. So. <laughs> But yeah, so but it gets even more weird uh, right off the bat. Other than the rash and the cataracts that had left him nearly blind, Burger King Doe showed no sign of physical injury. He appeared to be a healthy white man in his middle fifties or his mid fifties. Um, his vitals were good. His blood blood tested negative for drugs and alcohol. His lab results were, as a doctor wrote on his chart, surprisingly within normal limits. Huh. Um, a long, unwashed beard and dirty fingernails suggested that he had been living rough, but only the physical signs uh, of previous trauma were three small depressions on his skull and some scars on the back of his neck and left of his arm. Huh. Yeah. So, like, again, right off the bat, complete, 
like murder not murder mystery but like i love the intrigue yeah well uh i'm assuming that so you're saying he has amnesia he woke up he doesn't know who he who he is yeah he doesn't even know how he got there jeff he and doesn't how know his naked. name he doesn't know where he's from um he literally just woke up and that was like the first memory he had him having a beard means like he was he must have been right it indicates that he had been like living that way for a while like out in the in the wilderness yeah, of georgia it. or what <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the, was, in the uh, woods behind the burger king i was about <laughs> to say like I, I picture a desert but obviously in georgia it's like you're just in the woods i guess maybe he was yeah living off the grid man maybe he was going full tarzan mode yeah Okay. I mean, which again, I don't blame him for sometimes, you know, we all have dreams of get, going off the grid and just saying, screw it. I'm just going to live in a tent. Well, you'd think <laughs> live that, by a stream. you'd think that someone would come from, so I get you continue with the story. Cause my immediate reaction would be, there would be a missing person's case out for him. If like he had family or parents or someone in the area that knew him, you'd think mm. there'd be a missing case report beforehand. Jeffrey. So, well, well, let's continue to see if we get to that point. Okay. But psychologically, though, something was obviously wrong. Uh, Doe refused to eat or speak. Uh, he kept his eyes shut. Whenever the doctor touched his chest, he thrashed his limbs. So there's like weird, weird signs here. Um, after several days, Doe ate some ice chips and spoke a few words to a nurse. He said he had lived in the woods for 17 years. What? Um, asked his name. He replied, they call me BK around here. And she said, no, 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 your real name. Uh, BK, Doe said, but you're getting me confused. Then he went silent. So he was hearing everybody else call him BK because that's his, like, you know, his random name assigned to him. Yeah. But he was confused. He didn't know his name, but he said he'd been living in the wood for 17 years. So he remembers then. Uh, I think he bits and pieces. Um, but to continue the story, on the eighth day, Doe became agitated. He cursed at the nurses, calling them beasts and demons. And when they tried to get near him, he swung fists and spit. Doe asked to see a priest, then denounced him as an imposter. You're all devils, he murmured. <laughs> these, are, these are direct quotes from the hospital. Yeah. Um, doctors diagnosed him with catatonic schizophrenia mm -hmm. and prescribed Halidol, a, a powerful antipsychotic. Uh, yeah, Doe was transferred to the psychological ward at Memorial, a public hospital across town. When questioned, he claimed not to remember his name or where he lived or how he arrived in Georgia. Uh, he suspected, he said, that he was from Indianapolis and that he had three brothers, though he could not recall the names or faces. In fact, Doe said, he could not think of a single person he knew. His memory contained only a few dim images. Um, the inside of an old movie theater, a long road through a cornfield, some streets in a city he believed to be Denver. Um, the only thing about himself that was certain, Doe said, was his birthday. August 29th, 1948. Now, you would think that would give enough leads, right? Like, birth there's records, a couple clues yeah. there. Birth records. Right. You were like, if you know the birth date, that's good. You know that he has family. Uh, it seems to indicate that you would kind of know uh, 
by context clues. Well, you know, not, someone would file your brother's missing. Yeah, if if he had three brothers, like he said in Indianapolis, then it would make sense where you could kind of find him. I, it would seem maybe there's just lost contact. But if he's living in the woods for seventeen years, yeah, maybe no one no one knows any different if he's there or not. You know, right? If that's uh, true, but well, why would he say it if it's not true? I don't know. Like that's why it's so intriguing. Uh, the doctor treating Doe suspected he was uh, feigning amnesia. Doe seemed too lucid to be suffering from schizophrenia, and his memory for impersonal facts remained unimpaired. Uh, he was aware, for example, that George W. Bush was president, and that in 2003 the United States had invaded Iraq for the second time. Only his own past was hazy. Pretending to lose your memory in this way is an old trick, not uncommon among people running away from something. Uh, other staff at the hospital, however, believed Doe. The man's distress seemed genuine. So even more intrigue. Is he, is it, is he, you know, faking it? What's he running from, Jeffrey? Who's he hiding from? Well, the Who fact he that anger? he was naked almost <laughs> seems like, like what, he'd take his clothes off or did he get like robbed, you know, like beat. Yeah. Like robbed and beat, but he said there's no injuries on him except for being sunburnt. So he was sunburnt, had rashes, um. I guess a couple uh, nicks in the back of his head and his arm. My immediate react, my immediate problem solving. Uh, what's the uh, Sherlock Holmes mode is? Okay, yeah. You show up at a, a Burger King naked and you fall asleep because <laughs> you passed out, tired. Maybe he was living in the woods. Maybe he ran out of food. Maybe who knows? Maybe he was trekking it back to civilization. And was fatigued. Yeah, maybe he had his head on the dumpster while searching for extra burgers that but someone threw no, away. No, but wouldn't he, wouldn't he have an injury? You're saying that he was in perfect condition. So You're it right. It almost seems like he was like, this was something that happened beforehand that led him to just pass out there. Do you know what I mean? Like, maybe sure. this, it seems like there would be a lead up there that we're not obvious. Hopefully you find, you tell me because that's, yes, would be really teasing to just like give me this and then just say oh we never know he still doesn't know right i'd be really upset well, at you i'm not gonna lie <laughs> okay well i have some answers okay good. eventually good uh so in january of 2005 four months after he was found joe was transferred to the jc lewis primary health care center uh, a residence for the homeless and uh in downtown savannah he was told Michael Elliott, who oversaw the center, that he was tired of everybody calling him BK. Uh, he said that he thought his real name was Benjamin, spelled unusually with two A's. Uh, he couldn't remember his last name. He decided on Kyle as a replacement until his real name can be found. So he kind of chose his own name. Um, Benjamin Kyle quickly became a favorite of the nurses, who took turns trying to jog his memory by peppering him with questions. Um, one nurse remembered him as a higher functioning than the other residents, uh, most of whom were, who were chronically homeless and he enjoyed reading his way through the shelter's tiny library. He was also a, uh, a pleaser who constantly volunteered for chores, fetching food, stripping beds, mopping floors. Um, because of the cataracts, he could only see a few feet in front of him though. So he moved the mop in small circles on the floor around his shoes until the room was clean. Huh. Uh, in, the, in the absence of a fixed identity, Kyle adopted a provisional one, one as a member of the shelter's staff. As soon as, and he soon became indispensable. 
uh, accumulating a thick ring of rings that he kept in a loop on his belt. Um, and one day, Elliot watched him assemble a, uh, a, a Uretz uniform or a, uh, of a white shirt, white shoes, and white pants taken from the donation closet. Uh, so he kind of just like reconstructed yeah. his, I guess. A, Identity. Yeah, but here's, it doesn't sound like someone would fake that unless they're really just trying to meld in with a, a new identity because they did something and they're trying to be on the run from it. But how would, if, if someone was on the run for something that bad that he felt like he had to change his whole identity, you'd think that would catch up to him and it would be a, a known thing that this guy was found. So it sounds like, this is just me speculating, that yeah he definitely did lose his memory. I don't know from mm-hmm. what. And then obviously if you're in a situation that just becomes his life. That And how do you do that? Like, how would you reconstruct your worldview uh, from having no memory? Like, imagine you losing your memory right now and you just woke up there. You yeah. Would- you have to claim something, which, again, giving himself, like, his own, like, his work ethic. Like, that's who he becomes now. Like, him working there, he's like, that gives me some sort of identity. That's really all he had, too. So, kind of like yeah, his one little, that's interesting. Okay. That's right. It seems like it seems like the right response for someone who truly did lose his memory. Yeah, did, it, that points to me, for me like that it wasn't fake. Yes. Like if he's faking it um, to try to like sneak by and 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 get away, from, away something, from something, it doesn't. That seems almost too in line with it being real. So I don't. But I don't know. You'll tell me. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but two years later, after Kyle arrived two at the shelter. Years? He was there for two, two years. years later. He was there for two years, not knowing his name, being called by a name that he picked himself, and working there. Yeah, two years. That's that's uh, wild. Two years after he arrived at the shelter, Catherine Slater, a middle-aged nurse with a warm grandmotherly manner, began working the night shifts. Uh, Kyle was often up late. The two became close. Slater wasn't sure she she uh, he believed that he had amnesia. What? But she felt badly that he had been separated from his family, uh, and she revol- resolved to help Kyle figure out who he was. Oh, so she, so maybe there were signs that he really was faking it. If this lady was with him for two years and he thinks she thinks that he's faking it, yeah, he said she wasn't sure. Um, Which says something, right? If you're with someone for two years, you're unsure of whether they're being real or not. Right. Like, yeah. How can I you know. keep uh, that up for two years? I know that's a that's a big lie to keep up, like. You know, you'd have to be super committed. Yeah. Uh, so she is quoted saying, I figured it would take about six months to figure out his real name tops. Slater later recalled, uh, someone had to know him. He didn't just drop out of the sky. Uh, Slater was wrong for years. Every attempt to restore Benjamin Kyle's identity ended in failure. Police, the FBI journalists and missing person experts, countless amateur detectives, they all tried to figure out who Kyle was, and they all wound up stumped. Hmm. Incredibly, the man seemed to lack not just a legal name, but a past uh, as well. Um, yeah, the government could not find any record of Kyle, either, of his previous life. Yeah. Even more mysteriously, no one seemed to recognize him. His picture appearing repeatedly on television on the internet was viewed by millions yet not a single person stepped forward to say they knew him a decade a decade after 
uh, he was discovered in front of the dumpsters at Burger King. He was still called Benjamin Kyle. A decade. So, Ten years. So he doesn't have an accent, I'm assuming. Or if he did, that would be a giveaway for something. But like... Sure. He, oh, he's in Georgia. Maybe he does have an accent. But yeah, he doesn't just drop out of the sky unless, like he said, he was living off the grid for 17 years and literally was just by himself for 17 years. Would cause a right. bit of psycho... Uh, Maybe he would lose a few marbles during that time, and then comes to Maybe. civilization, and everyone's like, "What in the world? Where have you been?" Because seventeen years is—if he was by himself for seventeen years—that's a long time. And also, if he did make other friends that were also living off the grid, how would they see? You know what I mean? How'd they know? Right, but you'd also like his family. He had like to him. He recalls having three brothers. Um, like again. Apparently, he was shown on, like, lots of commercials, everything else. Even the FBI were stumped trying to search for him. There was no record of his past. You have a, like, like again, uh, this kind of calls into question today's modern age. Like, how much is documented in your life that's on record? You purchasing things, um, if he had a credit card, anything in his name, a bank account, stuff that you would normally need well, here's the th- in life. He, w- he was found in 2004. You said uh-huh. it. it until a decade later, I'm assuming there might be some evidence. So 10 years to 2014, he's still not known after 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. No one knows his previous record. Nothing. Like he literally just like woke up as, as if, uh, he just started living that day. Wow. Okay. So that calls into question this, like obviously the bigger picture, we live in an age of extraordinary surveillance and documentation. The government's capacity to keep tabs on us and our capacity to keep tabs on each other is unmatched in human history. Uh, big data, uh, NSA wiretapping, social media, camera phones, credit scores, criminal records said we watch and watch and record our every move. And yet here is a man who appeared to exist outside of all of that, uh, who had somehow escaped the modern age's matrix of observation. His condition, he was blind, nameless, and had amnesia. It all seemed fictitious. But the kind of allegorical affliction that might befall a character in like a, in a movie or a book, uh, even if he was lying about his memory loss, there was no record of his existence. He lived on the margins beyond the boundaries mapped by our surveillance state, and because we choose not to look at individuals on the margins, it is still possible for them to disappear. Yeah, it's definitely so, it's definitely still possible. I don't know now in twenty twenty one, but two thousand four, right. hell yeah. Like you think you think it was that drastic of a difference? Yeah, man. Yeah. There's a big difference in two thousand four to twenty twenty one or even twenty fourteen. So like if he started if someone got missing in twenty fourteen compared to two thousand four, like mm-hmm. I, I just feel like there's so much other th- uh things going on. I'm trying to think of like two thousand four. Right. Again, I was I'm gonna give my age away. Here, but Google was, Google what happened in two thousand four. Yeah, we should look up the historical <laughs> news. Two thousand four. I I should look it up. But uh, why you're saying that? Here's the thing. If you're if you're two thousand four, right? Credit cards and all that is still, of course, it's available. But online banking is still a thing. But if you don't, yeah. if you're living off the grid and you have cash and you're living in Georgia, I don't know, man. Like I, I've always thought about that, right? This is gonna sound funny and maybe horrible. Don't no, no, don't, no, go ahead. Don't uh, dox me, IRS. 
But like beforehand, <laughs> when we when we've we grew up and we've done a few things in the music business and different businesses where they require your social identity, your, your social uh, security uh, number. And I remember a few right. times, a few times, typing it in somewhere in some database, and and then being like, "You're not here." Like, and th- us having issues finding me, right? And I was born in the '90s, but like, all I'm saying is, I I, I think yeah, there's a lot of data that we're all tracked on now, like individualist, yes. like big companies, Facebook, credit card transactions, but they're all individual. Is there one entity that grabs everything and has a database on every single person? Like again, I know we, the whole whistleblower. With, I mean, okay, uh, what about this? And all that happened, and and it was it revealed that they were tracking all calls and texts from everybody. But here's the thing: sure. they're tracking from everybody. I would assume this is my assumption. I believe I I, I read this. There's like keyword triggers, right? So like for the majority yes. of that bulk of that information, it's just sitting there unless they need to use it. So unless they want to find out a more, like unless you pop up on their radar, Jacob, you probably have a whole database of, of information they have on you. But sure, if, if you're off the grid and you don't have that, or even if you're on the grid, I just don't mm. feel like, I don't know. I don't, maybe if you, if you don't have, any, if you're not doing anything bad, maybe you don't have anything to worry about. Um, and maybe that's what this guy's a representation of. He never did anything really maybe. horrible in his life, and it's just he's just one of those dudes popped up. Like, I where'd he come from? I don't know. I don't, I don't know, man. Don't but know. like, you're also talking like 2004. Uh, I'm just looking at the Wikipedia now because I'm like funny. Like, I'm trying to remember what all happened in 2004. Yeah. But I mean, like, it's. I mean, still okay. Even if you take all that into account, Jeffrey. Like, I I believe you. You need to take all that into account. Social security number. How long has those been around? Definitely in 2004. Yeah, this man up. would have a social security number. <laughs> social security. I'm assuming forever. I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> and you're telling me the FBI can't find your social security number? Well, no. Like, how, You have family members? Imagine, There's like things to go off. 1936. Of. I just Google it. Uh, social okay. security numbers have been around 1936. Who keeps a database of that? I'm assuming what? There's a government file for every person ever, right? That's what I would I assume. Would guess. But that's 2004. You're still in the paper. Maybe there's transferred onto the computer. But how would you just, again, how would you go about searching for someone you don't know the name of? You don't know where they came from. How would you go about searching right. for that? Like you, Yeah, but you're the FBI. Yeah, you're the FBI, <laughs> but. I, I know you still have those limitations, but you have so many resources at your fingertips, I would imagine. And like, even just like, did someone file a missing persons report? This man's been gone for 17 years. You tell me one person didn't go, Hey, where's, where's John? Where's John? Where's he at? Like, yeah. uh, and have concern for him. He had three brothers. He had family apparently like, you know, like that would be the first tip off. But I think it's more just a testament to the fact that this can happen. Yeah. The fact that this can happen. And cause the way you think about the world right now. It feels like that that could like that is well, it's so astronomically a, small. Well, if you have an iPhone or an Android, you're you're tracked no matter what. So oh, yeah, it's completely different. Like he, had, if if it was a flip phone back then, and he doesn't have it with him, you're done. Like he's fine. Like now, of course, yeah. it's way different. You have a phone, you're being tracked on everything you do. Every moment you're on your screen. Sure. So there's a big difference between now and then, um, I would say. But. The fact that that time is gone maybe is more the drastic point of of to take away here is that that was still possible in 2004, and I don't think it's that possible now. <laughs> I think the margins yeah, are getting slimmer and slimmer. So, 
it'd be so much harder now to go completely off the grid and literally like not even the FBI knows like you to have zero records, like to, to live, like talk about credit, uh, credit cards, bank accounts, all the things you, you need to kind of survive now in the world. Like those keep tabs on you. You have to have a public whether profile. Whether you stop using them or not. Yeah. Huh? Uh, sorry. I, I was just saying you have to have a public profile now. The whole world yes. is pushing towards if you don't have a public profile, as in just uh, awareness. Uh, prof- profile is a loose term, just meaning like, like you said, yes. you're, you have a phone, you have anything that's a public Receipts, profile. Something. You know, uh, you can't live. You can. It's just difficult. And it's the world is pushing that more and more just as we get more connected. Right. It's because everything's got to be vetted, you know, to buy a home. Yeah, like exactly. everything's be, being more and more vetted unless you know a guy who knows a guy who will sell you a house for cash, you know, whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, nah. it would be, take purpose, like perf- purposeful intent yeah. to make that happen. Extremely so. So I think we but should uh, take a break because we're at that yeah, mark. Let's do it. But then I want to hear, I want the answers, Jake. You better promise me answers. All right. I have I have answers if you guys can listen to this uh, ad of ours. So that's what I promise. All right, we are back back to the mystery that is BK Doe. You promised answers, so let's go. I, I, I want to get I to did. the answers. All right, well I will I will continue this story, Jeffrey, because okay. it's going to start to unravel a little bit. Okay. Uh, so back to the Slater nurse. Um, before she was a nurse, Catherine Slater was an accountant. Uh, a profession she admired for its like exactitude, high ethical standards. Um, she had always had a soft spot for underdogs. When they when she met Kyle, uh, Kyle struck her as smart, shy, and deeply wounded. He was a big man, thick in the chest and legs, with long, narrow nose and uh, a push broom mustache. Kyle spoke in monotone, a voice that was thin and high and slightly whiny. With a hint of a Midwestern accent, Jeffrey. Mm. Uh, he read a lot, mostly science fiction, and he liked to fix things and listen to NPR. Sounds like a person I'd be friends with. Uh, <laughs> uh, he loved to talk about restaurant equipment. That's an interesting clue. Uh, industrial, high-grade stoves, high-end coolers, mostly, though. He stayed inside his own head. Slater felt safe around him. Uh, he had never expressed romantic interest in her or anyone. She wondered about his family uh, he seemed, she thought, like the man uh, that people would miss. So Slater began her search for Benjamin Kyle's identity with the assumption that someone was looking for him. Uh, she started browsing missing persons websites and posted pictures of Kyle on message boards asking if anybody recognized him, but no one did. Uh, Slater next reached out to the police. She had assumed, too, that immediately before he was discovered, Benjamin had been attacked by someone who had beaten him up, stolen his clothes, and she was surprised to learn that the police in Richmond Hills had, in fact, never opened a criminal case. Um, there was no evidence, she, uh, they explained, that Kyle had been assaulted. When Slater contacted the FBI field office in Savannah, they were similarly, uh, similarly unaware or unwilling to investigate. While tragic, it's not a crime to know who you are. So that leads into special agents Bill Kirk Connell agreed to take fingerprints from Kyle and feed them into the FBI's national database. Wait, they haven't right? done this, this already? They No, they hadn't done this. You're kidding me. 
Nope. My so gosh, the FBI... that's a lack of wow. That's a lack of <laughs> Sherlock Holmes if I've ever seen one. That's the, like one of the first right. things you do. Are you kidding me? Ten it, years go by. You're right. That's oh, I'm upset. I'm upset now. That <laughs> I was calm. Upset? I was listening, but that makes me upset. It took ten years to get yeah. a fingerprint search now, on this man. <laughs> that's horrible. Okay, continue. Now, now, Jeffrey, I don't know if you know this, but the FBI fingerprint database is the largest in the world. Well, yeah. Containing more than 113 million sets of prints. Yeah. Um, the FBI also placed Kyle's photo on its missing persons page. He was the first person ever in the history to be classified as missing, uh, but also his location was known. So that's the first time that's ever happened. Yeah. Um, well, spoiler alert. Neither the fingerprints nor the photo revealed any leads. Oh, okay. Nothing came up. Okay. Kirk Connell also sent copies to the prints to Interpol and the Canadian authorities. He made discreet inquiries to the U.S. Marshal Service on the off chance that Kyle was enrolled in the witness protection program, right? Like, yeah. Like, searching all options. Yeah. Good. Uh, nothing turned up. It appeared that Kyle was either not a criminal or too clever to be caught. He was listed... Uh, he was listed in the FBI database as an unidentified living person. That's what they put in Unidentified living person. Sounds like unidentified How insane object, is that? Unidentified living person. That's funny. How crazy ULO. is that, though? <laughs> no. Right? Unidentified living person. <laughs> That's per- so wild ULP. to me. It's a ULP. It's funny. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you're alive. You're here, but we don't know who you are at all. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so in 2007... After growing frustrated with the lack oh, of so progress. This is three years on. Okay. My bad. I thought we yes. were at the 10 year mark back then. My bad. No, not yet. No. Three years in. Okay. Um, Slater, the nurse, was obviously upset with the lack of progress. Uh, Slater decided to contact the media. If enough people saw Kyle's picture, she reasoned, that someone would eventually come forward and identify him. Uh, that September, Kyle was featured in the Savannah Morning News under the headline, A Real Live Nobody. Also, what a cool name. I don't know. <laughs> Needs uh, to be a movie. Well, there is a, a movie <laughs> called uh, Nobody. It's an old Western. That's right. His name was old Nobody. Old Western. Yeah. I know. Shout out to my dad who loves the movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> media outlets from all over the country began calling for interviews. Kyle was dubbed Nowhere Man and the Living John Doe. Um, as each story ran, more tips poured in, but they all led nowhere. Uh, then... Dr. Phil called. Good old Dr. Phil. Uh, he was on Dr. Obviously Phil. Obviously wanted to put him on a show. That's crazy. Huh? Dude, I can't believe he's on Yeah, Dr. he Phil. had a whole episode. I haven't watched it. I almost did. Uh, I need to go back and watch it after this episode. Wow. Um, but the daytime talk show hosted by, obviously, Dr. Phil uh, decided to devote an entire episode to Kyle. But first, producers wanted to vet his story to determine if he was faking. Huh. Um, Harold Copas, a former FBI agent turned to private detective, spent several months interviewing Kyle as well as the Burger King employee who found him, the EMTs who treated him and the nurses who cared for him. So they had to go through a full background process to make sure that it wasn't like him trying to get notoriety. Yeah. Um, so in October 2008, Jeffrey, 2008, Kyle and Slater flew to Los Angeles to tape this show. Uh, lacking legal identification, Kyle had to board the plane with a police officer. Uh, Slater was hesitant to appear, but the producer said that without her, Benjamin's guardian angel, the show wouldn't work. Yeah. She reluctantly agreed, and the search had been going on for more than a year, 
and Dr. Phil would provide by far the biggest audience yet. Surely someone had to recognize who this man was. Hmm. Um, we even have some, I even have some quotes pulling out of the show. Uh, that was uh, Dr. Phil saying, what has this been like for you? Kyle says, frustrating. Do you have any idea what you're doing in Georgia? McGraw asked. Uh, he said, I think I came down to see the ocean. Kyle said, Kyle told Dr. Phil about his little storehouse of memories. The three brothers, Indianapolis, Denver. He explained that he was certain that his birthday was August 29th, 1948, because he knew he was born exactly 10 years before Michael Jackson, who was born in August 29th, 1958. Yeah. Uh, is this something that you really don't remember or you just have a sense that it sounds right? McGraw asks, how does it work for you? And Kyle says, you know, I really don't know how this works. I wish I could explain it. It's just instinctive maybe. Uh, so to continue on several months after arriving at the men's shelter, he had surgery paid by a charity to remove his cataracts. Once he could see again, he inspected himself in the mirror. He was surprised to see how old he had looked. He had expected to see a man in his thirties. He didn't remember the past 20 years yeah. uh, as well. So yet the face staring back at him was his. Uh, he didn't know who he was. He thought he was 20 years younger. Uh, which is crazy. Can you imagine waking up and looking in the mirror and like being 20 years older than you expect? Yeah, that's insane. That, that'd be trippy. Make me rethink my life. Um, <laughs> but uh, all right. So getting down to the nitty gritty. In February 2009, Catherine Slater heard from a woman named Colleen Fitzpatrick who called herself a genealogical detective, uh, received a PhD in physics from Duke University, uh, and later started her own company in her garage. Uh, she also wrote several books. Soon she began consulting on uh, tricky genealogy, like genealogy cases. Okay. She helped identify the remains of a child found on the Titanic and identified a person uh, from an arm preserved in the Alaskan snow since a 1948 plane crash. Okay, so, so she had yeah, props to her. Yeah, yeah, so, so the real deal. When the colleague asked her to consult on Kyle's case, she quickly agreed. Uh, his situ situation worsened, though. Some of his memories grew more specific. Um, he remembered attending Indiana State Fair as a child, buying grilled cheese sandwiches for a quarter. He also remembered living in Boulder, Colorado, Shortly before the big, uh, big Thompson Canyon flooded, hmm. uh, in Denver, he loved Mexican food. Uh, just like a ton of details that he hadn't remembered before. Yeah. So he's coming back uh, online a bit after a year, I guess just some things are kind of getting clear again. Okay. Yes. Uh, Fitzpatrick looked even deeper into Kyle's genetic makeup. She knew the FBI had already run Kyle's DNA through the database of several uh, or 7 million samples and produced no matches, but Fitzpatrick wasn't looking for matches. She was looking for relatives. Right. Using a testing kit donated by Ancestry Service 23andMe, which I have taken, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Fitzpatrick submitted a sample from Kyle. Using the results, she could potentially build out a family tree, working together uh, from the higher branches and distant relatives until she narrowed down to its trunk, Kyle's parents. Right. And that would tell everything you didn't know. So we're on the way. Exactly. Okay, we're on the way. Yes, we're on our way. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I know there's a lot. No, no, it's uh, good. I just like I'm like I didn't know if it was gonna leave off on a unknown. Oh so no, this is good we're to gonna know. figure out who this man is. Uh, the test showed 
that Kyle shared a significant amount of DNA with a family named Powell. This didn't necessarily mean that his last name was Powell, only that he shared a common ancestor sometime with the last, within the last century. He appeared to have a number of particularly close genetic matches in the Western Carolinas. So after more than a year of work and hundreds of, hundreds of hours of donated time, she finally felt that she was on the verge of a breakthrough. After more DNA testing, their search finally led them to a photo, Jeffrey, in the 1967 yearbook from Jefferson High School in Lafayette, Indiana, of a teenager who is hidden behind a big black prismic glasses. His crinkled-eyed smile and the lantern jaw were unmistakable. His name was William Burgess Powell. Found him. So that's his real name. Yes. So he was in um, Indiana. So he why would he? So he wasn't lying then about it, right? Because if he was giving no, information, he, wasn't. he was trying to understand who he was. She gave real, he gave real information. It sounds like uh, it would be a horrible Kyle, life if you are faking it. Like, why would you put yourself through all the, the pain of not being able to do anything, you know? Truly. Like, it, that'd be so much. Yeah. That seems a bit much. If you were trying to run away from things, being plastered everywhere and like trying to search for who Maybe. you are yeah. seems like the opposite. So they found him. <laughs> That's really good news. So what they did, did they do? What happened? Did they end up finding out what happened to him? Yeah. So Kyle, it appeared, had been right about almost everything other than his name. Uh, William was the second son of Furman and uh, Marrow J. Powell. Uh, he was born in Lafayette, an uh, hour north of Indianapolis. And yep. as a child, he attended Catholic school. Um, I was just there, by the way. About, really? About 30, mi- about 30 minutes north of, in- north of Indianapolis. Great city. Nice. Yeah, I really yeah, liked it. Heck yeah. So anyway, continue. Uh, but his father had died in a boating accident in 1969. His mother died from cancer in 1996. Uh, he had three brothers, so he was correct. So his brothers Furman just Jr. suck and don't don't. I know, care right? Like I'd be searching for you, bro. What in the world? <laughs> uh, Furman Jr., Thomas, and Robert. They don't watch Doctor um, Phil. Like they didn't get married dude, you, and, and watch Doctor. It's 2004, Phil? man. I don't know. <laughs> Come on. Maybe they weren't into that type of show. Come on. Um, so here's the quote saying, you'll find a lot of people who say it's all bogus, that I'm faking it for whatever reason. But one thing's for sure. I'm not getting rich out of it, Kyle said in 2012. Yeah. He said, I'm 64. I'm trying to get on with my life the best I can and figure I've got 10 more years left to live considering my social and economic bracket. I can't make long-term plans other than trying to get along mostly day to day. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, uh, no, although the gap that's, that would, of more than 20 years of his life story, he still remains without any documented records. With the rediscovery of his social security number, though, he has again become eligible for ordinary employment and has received public assistance. Yeah. They still have no record of where he was for those 20 years today. So they don't know how he ended up there, what happened to him? They He suspected, um, like again, pulling in from his family and stuff that he did drive down to see the ocean one day and just literally just all contact stopped. Maybe he was in some nope. shady or I don't know. How do you just, or it's a condition. Maybe like a condition again, we might not even know without anything. When all, sure. I mean like think weird things happen all the time medically. Who knows? Like if you, maybe he, he doesn't remember like slipping and falling and literally having amnesia from then on and him just being in survival mode for, you know, 20 years. Uh, that's, I don't know, man. That's crazy. 
Something had to. Doesn't have happened. Doesn't that sound nuts? Something had to have happened to, to to cause the amnesia. You don't just wake up naked in the back of a Burger King. <laughs> Right. Whether you took but off your like, own clothes because you were hot, right? And if you're in like this kind of weird state, maybe something. But something had to cut. Like there had to be some trigger, right? Like I, I don't yeah. imagine that. But yet the doctors, when they found him, like claimed him like pretty much normal. All his blood levels were low. It was nothing to do with like drugs in his system. But yet I'm going, the fact that he woke up in that Burger King, and even though he'd been missing for 20 years, he woke up in that Burger King. Still believing, like, he doesn't remember the previous day. Why couldn't you walk back the case with his car? So, say you find this out in 2012, right? Oh, yeah. Like, sure. He had to have a car if he was driving, right? So, what you could have. I guess so. Could could we not trace the. I'm sure, like, Holmes in this, if this hasn't been talked about. Was his car his? Was it in his name? Exactly. But if. But there's no documented. There's still no documentation on him at all. Someone, besides the social security his number brothers, now. if if he has brothers, maybe they just don't care about him. But if he was driving Man. down from Indianapolis through Georgia, mm-hmm. he would have to have a car. So that car is the missing link. Where did that end up? Because did did no one find a, an empty car somewhere, like in Georgia somewhere? Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Imagine man. that. Yeah. <laughs> like, there had to True. be an empty car just sitting around. Because if he was driving somewhere, where'd it go? It was just hanging out right. somewhere. I know, like, how, like, again, though, it seems like he it had to get has towed. gotten to the point in his life that he's 64 after finding out who he is and his family members and having to basically relearn who he is and fit back in with his family. I think he's he's past the point of trying to understand what happened. I know. that I'm. Uh, that's great. Like, I'm all for that thought. Good. Good for you, man. I'm just saying, as yeah. an outsider, he had to be driving. Like, hey, where's the car? <laughs> there has That's to be some trace. Link. That's the missing link, right? Wouldn't it be? He had to have gotten some gas somewhere. Like, like there had to be some sort of record. That's well, what I'm saying. Going to like, the beach, that's why it's so crazy if he of did, a story. If he was end up driving through Georgia to go to the beach, he would have a suitcase. Mm-hmm. That suitcase would have his identity, would have stuff about him, his credit cards, his cash, whatever he used. And you'd be able to... F- backtrack that wouldn't you so the missing link is the car that got towed probably because it was just sitting somewhere mm. for too long and it was abandoned yeah whether it was abandoned somewhere else there had it's someone the funny thing is that we probably know out of probability that his car was most likely found by someone who didn't know it was his car maybe do you know what i mean like maybe. Out of probability. there's lots of possibilities so anyway i don't that's my that's the missing link come on someone <laughs> Maybe there's something connected. Maybe someone already went down this line of thought and we just don't know it. But um, I'm literally looking up, can amnesia hit randomly? <laughs> like yeah. all of a sudden, just like, boom, like your brain just snaps and all of a sudden you don't remember anything. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's probably yeah. a case or two about that. That'd be terrifying, yeah. but. Uh, right. Like, I mean, but there's lots of things like that with the brain that, that we don't understand. Yeah. And like, it can just trigger you know, we can't see inside all the time and what's happening, you know? Yeah. So I, I figure it's very possible that he may have been, maybe he was prone to it. Maybe his brain is prone to it and something triggered it while he was out there unexpectedly. I refuse and boom, to believe that. you just forget 20 years of your life. <laughs> I refuse to believe that. <laughs> you I, do? I do. I refuse. I, I think I, I balk at that idea because to me there's, there's an answer. Something happened. There was an yeah. event. Something happened. Maybe it was minuscule, but his his car is somewhere left because he was naked. 
his clothes were somewhere because he took them off somewhere. You know, he did, but he didn't look like he was assaulted. He was sunburnt. That means it. it he he had been out there out, for a while. And maybe he did go to the beach and he was driving back from the beach and he was sunburnt. You know, but but his car is somewhere. That's the key, man. That is the key. Right. <laughs> Someone get on There's, this. <laughs> I'm looking up all the possible causes of amnesia. Yeah. That we know of. I don't need to know. Like brain inflammation. I don't want to know. <laughs> brain hypoxia. <laughs> Like I'll live a lot better uh, without knowing head trauma. You know, there's a lot of things. He- head trauma would be my first thought, but if they said he was fine when he got to the hospital, it makes me go, well, okay, then maybe not. Right. Right. So, but anyways, I thought that'd be a fun story. Yeah. Um, just because I hadn't like, if people, you know, just like the same thought today in modern, modern age for this to happen. Couldn't happen. Is extremely, extremely rare. I doubt it. Yeah. So that's why it's very interesting to me that this even happened. Yeah. Uh, so I thought it'd be a fun story to talk about with you and share yeah, with well, everybody on here. What's but. the name of the guy again? So if someone wanted to, if they've made it this far and they want to do their own little deep dive or yes, look through, what's, I'm sure what's there's the more, name? They should I'm type sure in BK Doe. What should they type in in Google? Uh, you can type in uh, BK Doe, which will bring up uh, his profile. But also, his, his official name is, what was William it? William Powell, I think is what I saw. It was Ben, oh, was it William Powell? Yeah. Yes, William Powell. Okay. Yes. So if you guys want to, if you guys are listening, you've made it this far and you, you want more answers like I do, um, <laughs> <laughs> go digging through Google for some more or, um, you know, we can figure out where his car is because that's the key, guys. Yes, Sherlock, exactly. Jeffrey Sherlock Holmes on the case, so. Let's get after it. That's right. If you have any clues, send it to us. (laughs) Yeah. Send us your clues. Send us your leads. But honestly, we say this uh, throughout every podcast, but if you guys have some more information on the subject or some cool facts that you know that maybe we didn't touch on, um, please send them our way. This is not just uh, we do this for the podcast to try to get this information. Like I would really, this is going to eat at me a bit more. Like I have an answer. I want to know. It feels 50% complete because that's what we know. The twenty years, right. the 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 twenty years that are unknown is what make me go, what in the world? So I know, man. Anyway, well, that's a good podcast, Jake. Thanks for bringing in the the subject matter. Um, You're welcome. I thought it was a little change of pace. You know, not someone super like known. Yeah, not like and, the last uh, one. You know, not so heavy. Like one person started in World War One. You know, not that kind that of was, pressure. That was a good one, though, Jeffrey. You did a good job on that. Thanks. People seem to respond yeah. to it well, which is nice. Yeah, definitely. A lot, lot. Well, hey, people didn't know that. So, well, hey, if you listen this far, thank you guys so much. Uh, your support means the world to us, and uh, we are looking forward right now to obviously improve things and get better uh, communication-wise. Get more on a solid schedule. Uh, get everything together in layman's terms. We, I need to. We uh, might have said that the last few, but I promise you, this is the time. <laughs> Yes, I know. That? With life, life getting in the way of everything, listen, you know, like guys, we, we've been super busy, both of us. Listen, between with things, between the world being what it is with COVID and and gas shortages where we live and all kinds of different know, weird right? things happening, man, we're having to deal with a lot of other things. So I promise you that this is a top priority for us. But it's been just weird to try to get on the same schedule. So Jacob yeah, is, but hearing you guys' support is mean yeah, the world. Yeah. Like I read all those messages. I knew exactly who you were talking about. Great. Like that means the world. I'm glad we're starting a little community get together. Yeah. You know, if you know someone who's interested in this kind of stuff, like by all means, show them this, uh, show them this. We could all talk together and yeah. send us what you find interesting. Share it around if you want to. That always helps out. Uh, get some 
more viewership, listenership. It's not viewership, listenership. Maybe <laughs> we will move it, Jacob. Maybe we can do the video at one point. We can have yeah. a podcast I mean, studio. I, you know, be one of the professionals, you know? I know, right? <laughs> like a, a full little studio space. Yeah. Man, I really want a dedicated studio space. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, I have a lot of nerdy things I could put on the back of a shelf behind me, you know? Yeah. This, this background, which you, they can't see, obviously, I do want to start cool. doing clips, by the way. I want to talk Definitely. about that online. We should do some I clips. Think, I think if that's something we should start doing and maybe some good meat of these podcasts, we should start posting those on YouTube for brainstorming yeah, out loud great. at the end of this podcast. And people, if you're listening to this, thanks for listening. But um, <laughs> Okay, well, that's all for this week then. I'll get the next week and we'll go from there. I've been reading some interesting books lately, one of them being on Hitler. And again, maybe that's a de- right. beaten horse that people have heard enough on. But for me, there's always something interesting. And there's a there's a story I'm reading about a guy who really knew him. I think I mentioned it last week, but... Um, yeah. When I'm done, there's always more you can learn, man. Yeah, when I'm done, I'd like to touch on it, but I don't know what I'm going to do next week yet. But uh, we'll figure it out and put it together. So, all right, well, perfect. All right, all everyone. Right, thank you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. You've listened to big dramatic ending casual <laughs> history. <laughs>